Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and today I am joined with a guest, Eric Ross. Goes by the Sauce Ross. Glad to have him on the show today. Eric, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's Hot Sauce Ross. Oh, I hate to correct dude, you. Thank you. Eric, thank you, thank you. Hot Sauce hot Ross. Hot Sauce Ross. I'm kidding. And you know, he had to correct me on that because he told me he was going to really try to mess me up for the I'm going to try to mess you up all episode. So, this is great. As we get started here today, just a quick thing on Eric, quick background. He is currently a radio host and a podcast host. He is also a former firefighter a registered nurse and is in the healthcare business. So that brings us to our segment we're going to do today, Healthy Not Healthy. But before we get into that, again, thanks for being on the show. It's great to have you on here. It's my pleasure, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. my pleasure. So, you know, it's interesting. We met, I want to say we met a little over a year ago. We were talking podcasting as we were kind of starting this. And he was like, hey, man, I've got a podcast too. You know, we should start sharing some guests. We should definitely hook some things up. And then here we are. It took a year for this to happen. So I'm glad that you're finally on the show. We get a chance yeah. to kind of go through some things. We have a lot of mutual friends. Yep. And uh, I will tell you this, you're in for a treat today because uh, this is uh, one of the funnier dudes I got sitting in front of me today. So his challenge well, is to kind of bring I'm some serious. levity to the podcast today. No. You know, and, and if he seems a little nervous, he's not used to being around all these cameras in the podcast. I, I, totally know. I, have, a, I have a radio face. I get told every <laughs> single week to come on. We do. So it's funny. What we do, it's a, it's a radio show. We re, repurpose as a podcast. So these cameras are throwing me off. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like a radio face guy, but I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks no, for we're having glad me to on. have you. And you keep looking at the light and I feel so sorry for now you. I'm looking right here at the camera, right? Is that what I look at? I don't know. You're going to start seeing lights here in a minute here. So name of your podcast. You want to tell our group a little bit about that? So um, I got to plug the business first. We, okay. we have a company called 212 Benefits, primary primary um, business stream of income. What we do, it's 212 Benefits. We do employee benefits for small to medium-sized companies. Nice. January of this year, it's 2023, right? Right. Which is crazy to say. We, we started a radio show uh, by 104.5 WOKV, local radio station here in Jacksonville, titled What the Health Just Happened. <laughs> and we, we repurpose it. Uh, on a podcast. So when everyone says you do a podcast, I say, no, we do a radio show <laughs> and then that we repurpose. we repurpose as a podcast <laughs> that has way more listeners than the radio show. And the radio um, show is not live. It, it, well, hold on. It is live. Just okay. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. I we thought record, that said live. We it, live. It is. It is. It's live. It's not live. It's live. Um, so, so we, the funniest part too, everyone, everyone, I'm very self-deprecating. You, you'll learn that quickly. We pay for the show. Our business does. It's mm -hmm. basically like it's a, it's a commercial. We put time and effort into it. We love it. We have great guests. You're coming on, right? I would love to be on. Hundred percent. You'll have a blast. And my phone will be on silent. No. So we also have a rule, right? If your phone <laughs> rings on air, you have to answer the phone call and and, and put it on. I do air. love but, that rule. Um, we film on Wednesdays and okay. then it airs Saturday nights. And then we we repurpose it the following week for podcasts, social media. It's very similar to this, but. It's a radio show. Yeah. What is. the health just happened. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, that's great. And you know, a little bit about the healthcare industry right now. I mean, I think my world's in turmoil. And when I say that, I think like mortgage <laughs> lending, finances, but man, the stuff that you guys deal with right now, I mean, I can't imagine compared to what I'm dealing with right now. So, so when you say in turmoil, right, is your world broken, falling apart? Like what is your world right now? Well, our world right now is that we have a lot of, a lot of moving parts that traditionally, you know, if you have one goes up, the other goes down, right? And it's always been that type of prediction model, and it's always been able to make sense. Right now, we have things going up and things going up, and then nothing nothing kind of correlating with what it should be. We have metrics that we've depended on for years to kind of forecast and tell us how things are going to look, and the goalpost has been moved. The metrics have been moved. Okay. The government has moved a lot of these metrics to benefit the current administrations. Let's call it what it is, right? And I don't care that 
Biden's in office, Trump's in office, Obama's in office. I could care less. Red or blue, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The administration has moved the goalposts, therefore throwing off our metrics. And when you're forecasting and when you depend on predictability for your business, it's a little bit in turmoil, right? So that's our turmoil that we're dealing with right now. So, so you talk about turmoil, your, your space, right? Mm-hmm. You're, typically, I love that. One thing goes up, the other goes down, right? Correct. Usually. Usually. So in healthcare, for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, everything goes up and everything goes up. Okay. And after that, everything goes up and everything goes up. Do you have health care? Like, do you have health insurance? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Has the cost ever gone down in your entire not, life? Not one time. I've never, never been a beneficiary. So beneficiary that, if that's, that's Nobody has. It right. doesn't exist. It's not real. It's it's a pipe dream that hopefully one day is possible. At least stay flat and not go up. But every single year it goes up. Besides just health insurance costs, right? Were we going to talk about the radio show or health care? Because we'll I'll go, talk about we'll, all day. We'll I get love into this. All this. So, so again, pr- first job as an adult, my first adult job was as a firefighter. Okay. Loved it. Great, great experience. Couldn't agree more. I have a whole um, family linear like, of firefighters. I actually, there, there's people ask me, do you regret leaving? Yes, often, but, but I was making 12, 15 hour, got married, had kids. I made more money bartending than I did as a firefighter, right? <laughs> and that's a shame, by the way. It's scary. It is. Police, teachers, firefighters, underpaid, my opinion. Couldn't agree more. Whole different conversation. Yep. So we'd pick people up on the side of the streets that needed to get care immediately. But they'd say, nope, don't put me in the back of your ambulance because they don't have health insurance. That's not good. This, <laughs> no. this, is, this is 12 years ago. It's only gotten worse, yeah. right? Aside from health insurance, which is, again, we do employee benefits, health insurance, 212 benefits, a lot of free plugs for us, by the way. You can share this <laughs> all the way. I got my business it, partner over there, Joey Jansen. Yeah. Aside from insurance going up, so has the cost of health care, right? Mm-hmm. So, so a, a bag, if you go get an IV with normal saline put in, 15 years ago, the cost of that should have been somewhere between 50 and 120 bucks. Okay. Now you walk into an emergency room just for getting an IV, that's a $500 cost. So right? we're talking a 100%, like, excuse me, 1,000% increase if, in that. If you look at the cost of healthcare, again, not just health insurance, but I don't know if you take medications, you don't have to share that. Some people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But the cost of I a don't, by the way. prescription drug 15 years ago to now is probably 80 to 100% more expensive than it was. Wow. So everybody's looking at, at a lot of metrics in the money world, right? Mm-hmm. Buying houses, taking loans, opening a business. If we peel back that onion, we'll show you stats if you want to see them. The cost of healthcare is light years above everything else. I believe that. So that that's our world. You, yeah. you said typically one thing goes up, one thing goes down. It, the world we work in it just goes up and up and up and up. So I guess so. I guess the the elevator for you is is it going up on an escalator or is it going up <laughs> on an elevator that keeps shooting up? And it sounds like it's more of an elevator just straight to the top. Well, I'm a stairs guy, right? I like to be healthy. Okay. Healthy or not healthy. I like to take the stairs <laughs> so you can slowly walk up. You go to the second floor, catch your breath. Let's get off here. Normal normalize things, right? right. Let's go to the third floor. Walk up to No. It is a like a movie scene elevator. Yeah. I, I don't think anything's gone up in cost as much as healthcare in the last 15 years. Yeah, and I mean, do you just attribute that to people, lob- like com- big companies lobbying <laughs> to, to lobbyists for this? Or is this a thing where oh, it's like, man. we really have a shortage of some type? Or is this is this more of a, hey, impact of, listen, the rich get richer? Or is this, <sighs> listen, because I mean, you think about this, we live in the greatest country in the world. There's no reason you should be picking someone up and them talking about, I don't want to go to the hospital because I can't afford or I don't have health care, right? And so the reality is, you know, is this a situation where these companies, and let's get it, they're not the Red Cross. They got to make a profit, but they don't have to make this kind of profit, right? I don't know if you got the right guess for this. I thought okay. we were going to goof off. I'm we kidding. Are. are you kidding me? I'll dive into this joke. My business yeah. partner's over here laughing because I, I want to like, 
I will talk a lot of trash about large insurance companies, sure. large hospital systems, and big pharmaceutical companies. Because to me, it's just wrong. So, yep. so your, the immediate answer to your question is, I think the, the, the root cause of all the issues is greed. Okay, perfect. Period. Understood. Period. I agree. Who's the most greedy? I don't know. Let's, let's debate about that. Is it a large insurance carrier? Is it local hospital systems who, again, we work with them, we love them, is, or is it large pharmaceutical companies? Mm-hmm. It's greed. That's, you know, that's I, it. I look, look, I look at it this way. When I first started working right out of college, right? So let's go back. Like Where'd you go to college? University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Okay. Go you Vols. told me that. What and year so, did you graduate? 2002. 2002. Yeah. And then you moved to Jacksonville. What year? 2004. And you started with Bank of England's. Oh, no. So right out of college, I started with Wells Fargo Financial. Okay. So they weren't Wells Fargo Bank in Tennessee. They were financial because they didn't have banks there yet. So they had just acquired Norwest Financial. Same space, though. Or same just, space. Okay. Same space. But what I started with them, my insurance premium for a single dude was $80 all in full coverage, <laughs> right? 2002. <laughs> I'm, and I, I look at like, yeah, I remember family packages were like 300 bucks. You had benefits galore, right? You didn't need an HSA because you had a great coverage program, right? Move forward, 2004, it got a little weird real quick. And it was not, not granted, I wasn't at a large, I wasn't as large a company as Wells, but still the premium went up astronomical. And so now the premium that we have right now is like way out do of the ballpark. Kids? I do have two kids. Okay. So three kids. Joey, when was the ACA? 2010. Do you think that's when it started? But I, I keep mentioning too, he's over there. He, yeah. I told him I'd call him out. You did. Multiple times. Multiple times. So we're going to call him out more <laughs> times. So we're going to have to pivot topics because I didn't want to come out here and just bash insurance and health. No, no, no. But I think this is great for our audience because I mean, look, I've got a lot of real estate agents that listen to this. We know that they're 1099 contractors. We know that one of the largest costs they absorb is healthcare. And then quite frankly, it doesn't matter if you're an independent contractor or not. The largest cost I absorb is healthcare. There, there is, oh, here we go. Let's, you're opening a can here that I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> we're going down that path. So, so if you own a business, right, we're in Keller Williams business, right? We're in their office right now. You're, yes. you're Bank of England. So, so Keller Williams is, how many employees reside in this building? So Keller Williams, I think this particular location houses probably 225. Okay. So independent two, contractor. Correct. So 225 people just in this building, they don't offer benefits because they're 1099 contract employees. That's right? correct. Which by the way, this is a big difference between W2 and 1099. Correct. Huge Bank difference. Bank of England's W2. So for 250 employees, when they have healthcare questions, where's the best place to select health insurance? Mm-hmm. Where's the best doctor to see? Where's the best place to sa- save money on? Um, again, the medications that my family right. takes, like who's, who's helping guide them through those conversations? 1099 employees, it's tough. 250 people just this building are, as far as I'm concerned, it's a free-for-all. Yeah, and they, they, they're all going different right? directions. So your company, Bank of England, right. right, in Jacksonville, how many employees do you have? In Jacksonville, we have 51. 51. Are they W-2 or 1099? All W-2 required. Okay. So, so again, so their, their insurance is likely going through Bank of England, Yeah, right? they have a choice, obviously, right? They can turn down the benefits or they can accept the benefits. So when they when they accept the benefits, who do they go to to ask questions, right? Not so, you. No, they're not you. Me. I send them to the HR department. We have a benefit uh, coordinator or a benefit you supervisor. You have a person who does that. We have that. a dedicated person that handles that entire department. And then if there's questions that supersedes their knowledge base, they send them on to another department. Which is which is still great that you have that. We have a centralized one, but yes. that But that end consumer, how I look at it, right? That's mm-hmm. what our business does. We try to educate, answer all those questions. 
I always think about when I was at the fire department, we picked up that dude on the side of the road who's who's lost, right? right. Like dude's bleeding out. I need to go to the emergency room. I need help right now. Correct. And he's scared to do it. Yeah, Walgreens ain't fix that. Like, yeah. So, so again, I, so the, the, rain it in because I, I didn't want to go down this rabbit sure. hole, but we're going down. Let's party, man. Yeah, man. So, mm. I mean, the reason I ask all that is because, you know, as, as we kind of look at a couple things in my business, one of the biggest things that we will see, and this is annoying to me, is we, we're, we're working with people in loans. So you have to pull their credit, right? You see these collections pop up out of the blue, these medical collections, right? And so I oftentimes talk to people and I'm like, hey, you know, back when I originated years ago, but I still see it with current originators. They're like, hey, man, you got this collection for this. They're like, what? I didn't know about that. And you often wonder, like, did they really know about it? Like, did the mail not come? Did the mail come? Were they contacted? Were they not contacted? I thought that uh, for me, that's one of the biggest things we've seen on uh, on credit report for the longest time is these medical bill collections that just pop up. And so what I <laughs> look at is get this, over, Joey, what, get over what I get look at is this. Dude. I'll use a recent example. So my son had to go to an orthopedic, um, had to go to an orthopedic surgeon, whatever you may be. And so we go in and they say, hey, there's no payment for today. We've we've checked your credit we've credit card excuse me, we've checked your uh, we've checked your uh, insurance, insurance card yeah. no payment for today and so I look at them and I'm like well is there a payment period can we go ahead and just get this out of the way and they go well not right now and I'm like so that means there's going to be one but if you just go ahead and give me the total I can settle up with you now so that I don't have to trail all these mail pieces that are going to come so here we are and thank goodness this this company actually had it together they actually text you orthopedist or, orthopedics okay. yeah, yeah. they actually text you the bill with a link so you could pay right from your iphone most people just send it in the mail and it may or may not come how do you know if that bill's accurate did you check that uh, dude i have no idea how and here's the thing so i don't know how they coded it right i don't Look, they could they could put a code c1 that pays them three times more than what we really did and i have no way to validate or check that or they could mismark it and give me a discount, which I doubt happens, but they could. I then, really th- look. look <laughs> I keep trailing, laughing. I thought we were going to talk about the radio the show, trailing, goof off, the trailing golf. bills keep coming. This is what we do. So, yeah. what industry? Like, name any industry in the in the United States that year after year after year where they can show up and say, "We're going to raise your price by ten percent. We're going to raise your price by ten percent. We're going to raise your price by ten percent." I couldn't agree Zero. more because there's not a damn industry in the world that I have an appointment at nine o'clock and I have to sit in that <laughs> lobby till nine forty-five. Okay. <laughs> you can't get away with that anywhere else. Other example: if you go buy a car, right? So you're let's use your son's example that's okay. going to the orthopedist. You knew the procedure, right? Correct. You knew what was coming. Right. So if you go to a car lot and say, "I'm going to buy a Ford Explorer," actually, no, we're going to give a shout out to Conrad. By the way, if you go, what kind of truck does he sell? GMC, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to uh, Key Auto Group. By the way, I love free plugs for my friends. There you go. He owns a, he owns a car lot. You better get that on video. <laughs> if you go to his car lot and you buy a truck or a car, whatever whatever it is, make and model, uh-huh. this is the price tag. Period. Okay. You will not pay a dime over that. Maybe you can negotiate. Now they're getting rid of that. There's no car lot salesman. This is right. the price. Right. The only industry in the United States where you can go somewhere, your orthopedist and saying, how much do I owe for this? Well, you owe nothing today. Okay, well, how much do I owe six months from now after my son or daughter? Son. Yep. son has this procedure. And they say, we don't know yet. They don't. That's the craziest that thing. That is broken. I that's asked, a problem. I, I literally, I thought the guy, when I asked him over and over again, he, he was looking around like he must have thought he was going to get punked and cameras were going to come out. I wore this dude out. And, and what, what I quickly realized is it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. He's like, sir, if I could hit the enter button right now and give you the total, I'd do it. I just, I don't have access to that. They don't tell me that. That is where I believe the American healthcare system. And, and again, some people want 
healthcare for, uh, you know, free healthcare for all. Mm-hmm. Canada has a healthcare system. Wherever you go, it's it's broken according to them. Right. To me, which I think it's happening, it's going to take a long time. People like yourself, other people, like end users, consumers, they have to speak up. It's transparency, mm-hmm. right? What is what is my interest rate? What is the cost of this house, right? right. If I'm going to buy this house and take right. a loan out, how much am I going to pay over the next 15 years? You could say, here's my math equation, use your computer system, clear as day. But if you walk into an orthopedist, your example, mm-hmm. or a primary care, insert healthcare, Anything. and you can't get that, that's a problem. I'll tell you right now. And the reason I get pissed off about stuff like Damn, this. Damn, Joey. I'm, I get boy, I'm blaming up, you, man. The reason oh, I get fired up about this is because- my industry is so regulated and so scrutinized. Man, I can't even go to the bathroom without these regulators having to give us permission to do something. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid, your loan amount goes up, I don't know, because you can't bring the down payment more or you spent the money or something changed that was the borrower's fault and I have to disclose it 19 times over. It is the most overkill thing I've ever seen in my life. But then you go into this industry Man, they get away with bloody murder. Healthcare, by the way, I love. <laughs> I'm dying, dude. You're coming on our radio show, by the way. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna pelt you with questions. I thought we're goofing off the whole time. I believe it's coming. In healthcare, it is yeah. coming. It's on the way, but but like anything else, it's like what's that term? It's like turning the Titanic around in the bathtub. Yeah, not gonna. It's happen. slow. And, and let me tell you what else, because I'll get a little weird here. Who has the deepest pockets? Big pharma, big, big insurance. Banks. And big hospital systems. Yeah. This is how I'm talking my world, right? Oh, Healthcare, your world. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so for us to make any change for, again, I keep calling us end consumers, but again, let's for call the them, greater good of the, them, of the patient or the consumer. Yeah, right. So, so a 250 life 1099 company that, like, how do you drive change? It's it's buying in, but but it's slow because who has the deepest pockets? Large insurance carriers large pharmaceutical companies, and large hospital systems. And they also tend to make the most of all these transactions. I mean, that's why they're the biggest, right? Because they're the most profitable. You don't. You didn't mention Damn the red. It. I you, wasn't going to talk about any of this you stuff. Didn't, you didn't mention the Red Cross in that situation. So I mean, <sighs> the the reality it, is, the reality is, you're right about that. And we're we're. I mean, well, listen. Twenty years ago, did an HSA account even exist? I don't think HSAs came out. To, go ahead. He's, look at them. HSAs are garbage. They're garbage. Wait a we're second. saying garbage, but but when did they become I've about? Got, when I've got an HSA. Okay, yeah, so 2006. 2006. Good if you understand. So, so Joey, chime I told so, you he'd chime in. That's I don't so bad, you know, that you our insurance has gotten so bad that we have to have a garbage account. It now, up. I'll debate. I'll debate Joey on that too because it can make sense for the right people in HSA, mm-hmm. but but it's like for me, it makes sense. Yeah. But for but for seventy five percent of the population, five percent. I I told you Joey yeah. would chime in. Uh, he did. He got right on it. Um, we might have take a hard right, man. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Yeah. Unless so, you want to keep going down this. So no, man, I love this stuff. So up I can tell, man. Table. We got you, we got it ready. We got it ready. Flip this table. So no, this is great. I mean, for for our audience, the things that I just like to bring to such, I like to bring to levity, if you may, is that yeah, there are real things going on, and there are people you know that understand it better than me, and that's why I like having them on the show. That's why yeah, I I, I was hoping to bring you on here and talk about this today, and I'm glad we're getting into it. I'm glad we're chopping it up because this is real life stuff, and our audience are real life people, and they battle these real life battles every single day. I love that. So it's funny because again, I like to goof off and have fun, but 
I look at the the average American, right? That's how I look at it. Because mm-hmm. if if you make what's the average income for for an American right now, well, household specifically income specifically in Jacksonville, Florida, is one hundred thirty one thousand dollars for a combined household income. For a combined household income. is what? That's the AMI. The no, AMI it's not. is the average median income. Is is how much? One hundred thirty one. I thought it was seventy one. No, no, no. It's one hundred thirty one. Just that's got a raised. huge difference. Huge jump. See, I, yeah, I huge thought I read jump. something the other day that was this thing. Nationwide, now, it's I'm using, 71. Okay, nationwide is different Which than Jacksonville. I'm giving you Jacksonville's AMI. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that is because obviously in the lending world, we focus on those trends. We look yep. up income data. No, that's so good. Fannie Mae and I Freddie like Mac, they call it the AMI. The average median income is 131. Which, by the way, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you tell me I'm making $130,000 a year. I'm pretty excited, right? Perspective, 30 years ago, that was 33000 in Jacksonville. Now, now again, what's the biggest cost you say to yourself? So when you go to find loans, they have... They have, well, I mean, you look at it, you got their house, they got a car note, but insurance, we don't count for that in the lending world. That's we don't even I, look it up. When it, when a, when a hospital, right, mm-hmm. they, they, you said if somebody, if they owe money, right, uh-huh. if they, if they're, if they're getting dinged on their credit score, what's one of the things you see all the time? Oh, it's a, it's a medical collection. And they don't even know. They have no idea. So who helps them with that? Yeah. So that's the thing, you know, so we do, by I ask, way. oh, you do. Okay. Well, there you go. That's how, there you go. Talk about that. How do you help them? Again, there's a variety of reasons. The, the biggest one is where do you start, right? How are you spending your money early on? Seventy, what is it? Seventy-two percent of Americans are currently um, have their insurance through their business. Okay. Right? So if you if you have a business of ten people or ten thousand people, most Americans, I think it's less. Let me check the stats on that. It's over fifty percent. It's less than seventy percent. And that would be a group policy. Correct. Some sort. A group yeah. insurance policy. Seventy seventy-one percent. So they have insurance through a business, mm-hmm. right? And, and you have companies that are 10 employees, you have companies that are 10,000 employees. How are they making wise decisions? How do most people select their health insurance? What's the least amount of money? I'm going to select that one. Mm-hmm. But, but again, that's maybe the wrong, maybe the wrong decision for them. Right. Then after you make that selection, you got a little insurance card in your pocket. How do you make choices after that? Correct. How do you make the right decision so that when you go to take a house loan out, you're not 50 or $100,000 in debt? This goes back to the firefighter days. This is not medical advice. I have to always say this as a registered nurse. I, this is not medical advice. The biggest thing is facility selection. What direction are you going and why? Mm-hmm. A lot of Americans walk straight into that emergency room. ER. Man, I got a slash on my leg. ER. ER. I farted too loud and, and, and something <laughs> got in my underwear. Yeah. ER, ER, right? <laughs> right. I threw it back out to uh, climbing a ladder. That is the, the one of the number one mistakes. Like, what is a true emergency? And, and the other problem is when you call pr- uh, primary care physician offices now, if it's after hours, they're off the clock, what is the one thing they tell you to do? Call 911 or go to the emergency room. That's it. Yeah. Because it's CYA. I could D- say cover your yeah, ass on absolutely. here. Absolutely. Which, again, now let's go down the lawyer stream, right? Who can I sue and how and make <laughs> yeah. the most money for these people? But if you want to save money on healthcare, I believe it's, it's either on medications, mm-hmm. right? You're either overspending on medications because you're you're buying it the wrong way. Okay. Or you don't need to be on medications. Again, not medical advice, but you're you gotta somebody pushing pills that you don't need. Right. That's the best way to avoid pills, get healthier. Um, the other one is is facility decisions. What direction are you going and making these choices? But I love this. Um, so this is this is this is just brings a lot of light to the situation because oftentimes I know a lot of people, like, for example, buddy of mine last week was you know, I recommend surgery. Uh, his last week was using a chainsaw. He was cutting down some tree limbs. You know, he's, first of all, I'm like, dude, you need to hire someone to do this. But anyhow, how old is he? Story. He is 45. Does he have kids? 
too. So I'm at that point. Like, yeah. Now, hold on a second. I'm going to challenge you. Let's do healthy or not healthy okay. here. I'm 40 years old. I got three kids. Yep. When do I hire, like outsource my time and also like, like lose my man card? Because I got yeah. a chainsaw you got, you got and a chainsaw. I want to use it, <laughs> so, but I look at it this I way. Should, I should outsource I it. I look at it this way. You know, there's a time value of money and then a time value of family. And so I'm like, if I can spend times out of the money yeah. yep. to have more time with my family, I'm going to spend it. Man card is that I'm the dad I want to be. There's where my man card That's lives. That's good. I by the way, the man card thing's nonsense. I don't sure, believe I in that. Oh, yeah. but I just I want to use a chainsaw. That's the full <laughs> so firefighter in So he's using this chainsaw, man, and he's up on a ladder, and that uh, hits a tree limb. Tree limb knocks a chainsaw into his leg, and uh, thank God it didn't do more damage than it did, but it cut him pretty good. And you could see the bone, and it was you know it was enough, right? Yeah. And his wife texts my wife, who's in the medical field. She's a she's a PA in dermatology, and she was like, "Do you think she he needs stitches?" And my wife's like. Yeah, Band-Aid's not going to do that. Yeah, you d she, and my wife immediately says, do not go to the emergency room. She's like, you can go to the urgent care, urgent care and they will do a great job right over there. There's one right by, you know, the town center. Go right into that one. Let them take care of that. And he was in and out in an hour. So so where did he go? The I can't name names. Whatever. Yeah, the place right at the town center. The freestanding. The freestanding one right by the gate. Right by the gate. That is not so... So listen. Oh, really? That's an emergency. Here's the game. Oh, man, Here's that's the a tricky game. one, man. Here's the game that I'm. I got to be careful and tread lightly, even though I don't. My business partner doesn't like to ruffle feathers. I don't mind. <laughs> so the healthcare system, back to hospitals, because yep. I know exactly where you're talking about. They own real estate everywhere, and they plot places somewhere. Okay. So that is not an urgent care. Oh, that's a so when it's you like get a mini ER when you get coded, right? It uh, is. It is a. It is a freestanding ER. How does it how does it function predominantly as an urgent care, but when they it's called upcoding. Yeah. They put a code in as an emergency as we were room. About earlier. Yeah. So that that cost, again, yeah. your your friend probably got charged the same, but if his insurance is through a business, they're gonna it's catch that us. on the back it's, end. Yeah, it's with, so next year's like, well, four you had four ER visits. Yeah. I thought I was going to an urgent care. Yeah. He's under the group policy, he works at the bank, so he's he's under no. that. But it's it's interesting because, you know, we talk about the the other thing before we move into this segment here is that, you know, the one benefit I see of group policies maybe are people that have pre-existing conditions that can get under those policies that may have a little tougher time outside on the independent world. Is that true or not true? This is just, he, he wants to chime in so bad. You got to look over here and look at this guy. This is, this is my true. healthy or not, not healthy. So if someone's, if someone's got, you know, if someone's got, let's use cancer, right? And they can get under a group policy. You know, they're battling cancer. They get under a group policy. But if they went out in the independent space, there's policies for them. That's what ACA is all about. Okay. So, so okay. ACA was created primarily for instances like that. Okay. Right. And so let's use a ex similar example. If, if Bob or Eric Ross, I'm going to call myself hot sauce, has <laughs> cancer and I'm unemployed and I get cancer, I'm fighting it. And then I go get a job just for insurance. That's mm -hmm. where a lot of I guess issues and concerns could be. Yes. You could you well, take not, the job. I'm for not the hiring you because you have cancer. Correct. Or you're getting, you, you know, you're joining the company just to get insurance. So that, Which that takes a really, really bold if, manager to to think like that because most managers don't care. They're like, hey, if you can do the job, do it. I don't care about you, company benefits. Thank you. If you do a good job, I don't care what it is. Yeah. If you can do the job, you get on the I've team, never right? seen a manager in my life as like, oh, that's going to mess up the company benefits. I don't know if you we can do this see job. see it. We see it. That's what we. That's we do. the most Listen, nonsense thing I've ever heard. I'll tell you a crazy story. We do employee benefits for that's our our bread and butter is employee benefits for companies smaller than two hundred fifty. Okay. We've got some larger than two fifty, but two hundred fifty employees or less. Group insurance that's our bread and butter. We do in, we do in, independence. I'm sorry, um, individual stuff. We do Medicare as well, but it's predominantly group benefits. 
not every company, not every boss is great. We, we, we deal with CEOs that look at their costs. This is the real world, man. This is one of the bigger costs. company owners, yep. right? Yep. They're like, listen, I could make 500K a year in my pocket, or I could make 300K a year in my pocket and cover 100% of insurance for my employees. <laughs> I'm going to cover 50% of insurance for my employees and pay myself 500K. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, we see it. Yeah, I, I believe that. I do believe that. And I, those are rising costs. I mean, those are hard costs. I mean, those are, they're rising and they're hard costs. Day after day after day. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. So we we'll kind of hop into it here and hop off of the, uh, I got you wrapped up here. Excuse me, route of you ready to go, man. Go down this. So hey, let's jump into this. I didn't segment. even say anything mean about large insurance no, companies, man, you farmers, didn't. You towed or the specific line. hospitals. Because I will towed the line. Bash them. <laughs> In the background, Joey's like, "Don't do it. Don't, don't yes. do it. Don't, don't do it." Pharmaceuticals are the worst. Yeah. I okay. believe it. So here we go. Well, let's that's go. for another let's segment of the time. So let's hop right into this segment that you know we were kind of talking pre-show. You do it all the time. Healthy, not healthy. Healthy or not healthy. This I love is it. this is your this is your go-to, and we were kind of prepping earlier about it. And man, I'm gonna let you get. We're gonna go back and forth on this, but I'm gonna okay. let you kick off here. Let me let me give a background on it. Right. So <laughs> so we do this radio show called What the Health Just Happened. Yeah. That we repurpose for uh, on, on podcasts. Love it. Um, primarily local Jacksonville businesses, Northeast Florida. We've got some other healthcare companies coming in from outside of the uh, Jacksonville specifically. It's it's mostly healthcare related, right? Mm-hmm. Making uh, wise healthcare decisions. We have, by the way, you're, you said your wife's a PA. She is, yes. A, a dermatology place. Mm-hmm. Love to have her on. Talking about- okay. Anything in healthcare I can't related, right? for her. She hey, won't even come on my podcast. I was going to say, same. <laughs> By the way, I always laugh. My wife will never listen to any of these. My wife has not heard a single one of these. By the way, I love you, mom. Every single time I'm on there this, I love That's you, awesome. Um, so what the hell just happened? Loved it or love it. We have a blast. But we every single episode, usually beforehand, whoever the guest is, I'll say healthy or not healthy. And we fire like speed round questions yep. and you have to answer it and explain why it's healthy or not healthy. This makes sense. So- you want to start? Or you want me to? I'll let you do it. It's your, it's your, uh, <laughs> your court here, man. Okay. Healthy or not healthy? Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break, and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And... The team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. W-W- www.boemortgage.com because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. Healthy or not healthy? Charlie Walker's outfit and heating pad behind us. <laughs> that's, I swear to you, that's the one that I was going to ask you. I had that oh, in my head. He put okay. the glasses on and I was like, dude, I'm going He's this over way. there. Yeah. You know, it's not healthy. I'll tell you that. Charlie's got a, it's, it's, it might be a cool 78 degrees, maybe 72 in this room. And Charlie is dressed like he's, he's in Antarctica right now. He's got, some I mean, he's got a there, puffy though. jacket on and a heat pad on the back. This is a, this is, this is a normal, but regardless of the ailment, that's a normal attire for this office in here right now. Constantly wearing that. You want me to go again? Yeah, sure. Healthy or not healthy? The cost of daycare for kids. 
You know, for me, I am so far removed from that. I have a 16-year-old oh, and a 15-year-old. Okay. But I will say this. I hear from people in my office about, you know, battling the ideology of one parent staying home versus uh, daycare because of the cost. And it appears that there's that there's there's this underlying tone of the really good ones, right? You hear this all the time. Ah, I want to get my kid into this one, but they're running out of space. And and then they raise the cost, right, to get them in there because there's only supply and demand, demand, right, economic formula. So I actually genuinely feel bad for people right now that have to battle that because it seems like something that's very difficult and not healthy. Okay. Healthy or not healthy? One of your children getting or having their driver's license. <laughs> I've got I've got one with and one with a permit right now. And so for me, uh, it's healthy. And I'll explain why I think it's healthy. For me, growing up, my parents were so guarded about letting me try to drive, learn to drive on the permit, that I was always the kid that never had enough seat time going out there. So with my kids, I'm like, listen, day one, you got the permit, we're driving, we're going. Love it. And so they drive everywhere. My daughter is... She's 16, drives, you know, she, she thinks she's great. She's decent. <laughs> she thinks she's really good. I've one to told 10. Her, I've told her one uh, to 10. she's a, a hard six right now. So I mean, that's uh, in, increase your premiums. So, I mean, I'm, I'm out there and I'm like, Hey, listen, um, I was like, Tay, I was like, you're good. You're not great. So let's don't get this twisted. And then my son, you know, anytime he gets a chance, uh, he, he wants the keys. And, uh, you know, we had a little episode with those yesterday that, um, my son, my son, I give him the keys and I give him my backpack from the office. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm willing to uh, stop in someone's office. Go ahead and load the truck up. And I got to take you at 2 o'clock over to an appointment at the, at the stretch lab. And I take him over there. Stretch lab. Yeah, stretch lab. And oh, like man. literally like the sky falls out. Mother Nature decides it's going to rain, just pour down. And I keep hearing this sound that's like this on top of the roof of my truck. And I'm like, what in the hell is that? And I'm like, it's got to be hell. And I'm like, Carter, you hear that? And he's like, yeah. I was like, is that hell? He's like, I think it is. And then we keep going and it's like, it's just, I'm like, dude, is there something on the roof of my truck? And he's like, it was me. He's like, no. I'm like, all right. So we pull up to stretch lab. Now remember we left, we left Jack's beach to stretch a good 10 minute, 15 minute drive. The one off Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. So we're going up there. He hops out. I put the, and it's pouring down. So I have to park three rows back. And I put the car in park, truck in park, and it's like, doo -doo, no key detected. I'm like, no key. So I call him like, hey, man, you got the key? He's like, uh, dead. He's like, I, I left it on the roof of the truck. I'm uh, like, why in the hell would you do that? So, not healthy. Not healthy. Not That's healthy. not healthy. Yeah. Dang. So Did you find the key? <laughs> My daughter brings a spare. We come over. We were supposed to do a podcast yesterday. I said, hey, get my bag out of the back, run to the podcast. He goes, Dad, you're not going to believe it. The key is sitting on the tailgate right now. <laughs> Dude, I love this episode. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was pretty jittered coming in here yesterday. All so right, your, kinda... your kids, do they play any sports? Like, what do they do for fun? Yeah, my son plays football. My daughter runs track. Okay. So healthy or not healthy, tackle football for teenage kids? I would say healthy if taught the right way, but I coached in this system for a, for a good amount of time. There are some very unhealthy coaches. Oh, for sure. Who live vicariously. And there's very uh, unhealthy uh, leagues where things are taught that should never be taught in the play of football, on the field at all. And so I will say once they get into more uh, high school, 
regimented areas, you start to see the healthy aspect of how the game should be played. But at a younger age, heads up tackling football, you know, if you can find an organization that practices and teaches heads up, JDL is a phenomenal one. I love love free plugs there. That's our kids go to Providence. Love it. It's a great, great program and they truly teach heads up football. And if your kid can learn that, your child can learn that they can protect themselves on the field and they can play a game for a long time. Okay, so your daughter, track and field, is she running sprints or distance? She's a long distance. Long distance. Okay, like like how long? Like three miles, 10 miles? Well, on track, they, you know, I think the longest they do is a, is a two mile. So she doesn't participate in that. She's in the 16, excuse me, that's a 1600. She'll do the 800. That's her, that's her go-to. 800 meters. Uh-huh. Okay. If you two and your laps. daughter she raced, kill me, smoke you. She'd kill me. No doubt about it. Okay. What about a 40 yard dash? Uh, who is she still close. got you, man. I'm going you know, to tip my hat to her. She's still oh, got me. Oh man. What about yeah. your son? Who wins enough? No doubt. No doubt. He's he wins. Me. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, no I doubt. don't want that. See, so I got, I got an eight year old, a seven year old and a uh, almost five year old daughter. Okay. I can still school them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got them till they're at least maybe 14. I don't know, man. Already my eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. Not healthy. Yeah. Not healthy. Yeah. So, all right. How about this one? Healthy, not healthy. Uh, Yeti. Yeti, like the cooler the, the brand? brand? The brand. <sighs> I might get shot for this. How about overrated, underrated? <laughs> That's kind of what I meant. Okay. Yes. You read, okay. the, you read between the lines. I'm going to say healthy. This is a tough question, right? But for me, you you can buy the same cooler, like an Arctic is made in the same exact plant. Correct. Period, it, right? I think actually the Arctic founders are people that used to work for Yeti. That happens all the time. All the time, right? right? It, it, so, so again, I'm not like diehard Yeti. If you okay. give me, this is a sick cup, by yeah. the way, which is a local company. Right here. Very yep. similar cup. But look what the top says. Yeti. <laughs> like, that's just, right? Brands can exist, right? So, Coexist. So overrated, underrated. I'll, I'll say Yeti's a little overrated. Okay. I wouldn't put them as underrated. Yeah. 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 Got a good product. That's the next, that's a good game too. Overrated, yeah, underrated. underrated. So how about this? Healthy, not healthy. Men over the age of 40 wearing dunks, Nike dunks. <laughs> okay, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call myself out right now. I don't know what dunks are. So you talking they, about Air Force Ones? Because no, I got Nikes on. I'm yeah, no, 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 no. I'm asking. Right I mean, listen, those that, no, that's not a dunk. Yeah, that's a pair of Nikes. Like those are okay, that's okay. Like, dunks are uh, dunks are essentially um, they're low cut, right? They're originally made like an original basketball shoe that's just become that Nike created with multiple colors, multiple lines, and now over the course of the last few years has taken off in this like whole nother genre of. People are buying them, and here's the crazy thing: like they're selling for thousands of dollars. Okay, online. like this is a this is a this is a big fad right now. But people wearing them, I I am immediately going unhealthy. Okay, <laughs> I, by the way, I'm I'm 40. I, okay. I still like up here. I'm, yeah. I'm 25 years yeah. old. I'm still cool. I'm not cool, man. Yeah. I got three kids. I think I am. I love Nikes, but the shoe craze. I, maybe if you're if you're like if you're like I remember buying I remember buying Scotty Pippins back yep. in the day. Like he came out with the show that was okay. so awesome. If you're buying and flipping shoes, right? I got a couple of buddies that do that. I still don't get it. You know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I know a couple of kids that do that. that I'm going unhealthy, man. Okay. If, you're, if you're spending, it actually infuriates me. If I buy a <laughs> pair of shoes more than $50, I'm okay. angry. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's and now, crazy. Like, every shoe's 100 bucks or more. Minimum. So I'm going unhealthy. All right. Excellent. What else you got? And that's all I got right that's now. That's it? Man. That's it. What else you got? Okay. Um, healthy or unhealthy? The middle-aged white guy haircut. Mm. You and I both got it, man. He's got it. <laughs> Joey's got it, dude. I, I'm man. I'm guilty as charged because I've been rocking it for for quite some time. All of us have. It. I'm saying healthy. I'll, I'll roll. I'll healthy for me. It's a classic, right? I'll roll up it's in the grocery. It's what we got. I'll roll up in the grocery store and they're like, uh, they're like, they're like, do you want a military discount? Out, they're like, you want a military discount? I'm like, no, it's just high and tight. That's just how I keep it, man. I get asked all the time. <laughs> you have a military military card? I'm like, no, nope, sure no. High and tight. All right. 
I did this one the other day. Healthy or not healthy facial hair? Mm. Man, that's a tough one considering I do have it. And Charlie has it, right? And I think it's a fad. <laughs> Honestly, growing up, I was like never going to have facial hair, never going to be a thing. And then literally eight years ago, my buddy had a country Christmas Christmas party. And I grew it out for the first time. Never, never shaved it. Never before. Just never, just kept it the way. My wife was like, oh, I actually like that. So I kept it. I'm going healthy. You okay. know why? Why? Because I can't flip and grow it, man. It grows <laughs> in patchy and creepy and like, like, yeah, healthy, yeah. healthy, healthy. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, man, fire away. This is to both of you guys. Healthy or unhealthy starting a podcast or radio show in your life? All right, man. So Charlie just asked. I almost asked, asked that one too. I love he that. He said, healthy, not healthy. Starting a podcast in your life or a radio show. Uh, you want me to go first? Sure. Dude, I'm going 100% healthy. Yeah. Do you want me to define like, why I it. think so? Look, if you start a radio show or podcast and think, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan, Lewis Howes, insert name, I'm going to be popular, I'm going to have hundreds of thousands of followers, I'm going to get sponsors, that is not healthy. Correct. If you do it, for the reasons that I'm doing it and I believe you're doing it, then it is 100% healthy. Every single week, and I got my business partner, Joey Jansen, over there from 212 Benefits, it is like my favorite hour of the week, mm-hmm. right? We have these, these, these people way smarter than I am talking about different topics. Ha- does it produce business for us? Kind of, yeah, right? I would is there, so. is there a, maybe a selfish uh, intent to it? Probably, but I, but I love it. It's fun, and I, I think to me what's not healthy is when you're delusional, like, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan. And there's Correct. a lot of those people out there. So that's my answer. Yeah, I would absolutely go healthy. I loved it. You know, the idea of this podcast came from my children. They inspired this podcast. They said, Dad, we want you, you know, they came with that whole brand, one more, what's your one more and what it meant. And to me, it became a family thing. We put a business plan together a year ago on Father's Day. Yeah. And I mean, we happy did Father's it. Day. Hey, thank you. Happy Father's Day to all of you guys in the room as well. And I, to me, that was, wow, okay, we can do something as a, as a family, right? We can work on a diet dynamic as a family. And then here's the other cool part. And you guys, Joey, you and Eric, here's one thing that you guys may or may not have thought of. For me and Charlie, these are time capsules that our kids oh, will be yeah. able to have forever 100%. beyond our life. 100%. They can come back to and see some of these lessons, some of these guests, these amazing people that have come on the show that we can talk about. That's why I want video. That, that for me, mm. for me, like, yeah, I could write a journal to my kids. I don't know that, A, they could even read my handwriting, much less want to read it later on, right? <laughs> but this will always live. That's good. And they will That's always good. have that moment to come back to to be like, dad. Dad, yep. and, and that to me, that's good. that that's been the that's been one of the driving forces of this. I love that. Anything else that comes from it, it is what it is, right? But this has been a great I, outlet for us. Look, I, I I always go back to this. People ask me like, "Who's your target audience? What are you trying to accomplish?" For now, like I'm, I'm we're six months into it, right? And and I, I don't, I think Joey agrees with me. I don't care. I love it. It's fun. I get to have conversations like this. In every single episode, I, g- I give a shout out to my mom. I stopped giving a shout out to my wife because like, she's never going to listen. <laughs> she hears my voice every single day. Uh, she wants to see my face, but uh, I love that time capsule thing. So I, I want to go back to the, what is it? What's your one more? What's your one more? Right. So so Ed Milet, is that his name? Just yeah. came out with a book. That he did. He did. One more. It's called The Power of One More. That's it. I love the concept. So you and your family mm-hmm. came up with this. Are you asking guests at the end of each episode, like, what's your one more? We are. Because I thought about we're this. Getting, we're getting to this. I don't this. know if you asked that or not. It's I'm all coming. damn like, I got a couple it's one It's coming. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah the, the concept behind this was that we were on, we were out on the water one day and we were just talking about like clothing apparel on the water. And like some people wear like fishing shirts, but they're not fisher 
men or fish or yeah. women. So it's like a poser shirt, right? You don't want to feel like a poser wearing this. Like walking around a hook shirt, you don't even fish, right? And you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I don't know. I don't wear an AFCO shirt. Like I don't do that, right? And my son was like, we're all posers, by right. the way. My, my, We're all posers, <laughs> buddy, in some so, capacity. So capacity, right? So I my, tried to pose in the golf so, course today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a given. Though. That's a fair one. So anyhow, they were just throwing out names, and then my son was like, Dad, what do you think about one more? And they originally started with like one more line, one more drop, yeah, one more thing. I love that. And then it came out into like, he was like, Dad, one more cast. I could, yes, one more Every cast. Every time, like, he was like, one more. He was like, oh, we I could totally that. go with that. And then, and then he started saying, hey, Dad, what if, what if with NIL deals right now, you could at this time, you know, we were talking Tennessee football. He's like, imagine Hendon Hooker, like a highlight video going and Hendon Hooker saying, hey, Vol Nation. Oh, wow. I just flipped in the bird, yeah, by the way. That's just, you he said, can edit this part out. I'm yeah, that's the Joey said, over there. He just said, hey, Vol Nation, you know, I've been in the gym putting in one more rep, getting one more lift, yeah. making one more practice, that one more throw, trying to bring that one more national title back to Tennessee. Yeah. Vol Nation, what's your one more? And when he did that, I was like... Even right now, man, like it's right here. I'm like, oh, buddy, There's, that was it. There, there are a few things I love about the story. One is that hearing these stories between you and your son, I'm excited for me and my son having similar stories, mm-hmm. right? But one, a big one is Joey Jansen, who's off camera, is a diehard Gator and all these Tennessee stories. So he's he's like it. flipping me the book, I was so. Normally when I tell this story, Joe, to your credit, I insert Anthony Richardson into that story. <laughs> so I do typically do that. But I, I was telling the authenticity of, of how that, oh, it is, man. It is. And we, we definitely relish those years. Thank God we won last year against the Gators. I but, love... I love that for, for a variety of reasons, right? Yeah. The, the one more, and again, in my let's, a guy I'm sure you follow and are familiar with. But so when I, had, when I had John on the show, John Gordon on the show, yeah, he and Ed Milet are super tight. They're doing stuff together all the time. All, all yeah. the time. And so um, John, love John, John Gordon, asked, I was like, John, you're like one of my top three to be on the show. He was like, well, who else is in there? And I was like, Ed Milet. And he just kind of smiled. He goes, I'm going to get Ed in this studio one day. I was like, bro, you get Ed in this studio. What's it going to cost? As yeah. he, I was like, this is game over. But you know he just moved here. For real? I'm not making that up. This he is a good, just, it's a great area. He just I get it. bought I get a home it. on uh, in Ponte Vedra, right? Yeah. Ponte yeah. brand new built, unfinished, and he's going to finish it off. It's probably one of multiple homes he owns, but he just bought it. Yeah, he he's one of what's hysterical too, and I I think that's what caught my attention. One of a few things. I love John Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. The Energy Bus is one of my favorite. I read all the name a, name a uh, a book that. The seven habits of highly effective people, how to win for like the the OGs. The energy bus to me is arguably one of the most impactful books on my entire life. That's awesome. And a lot of people too, like it's a book I gift. So, and then Ed Milet's one of those guys too, that I love. So that's funny, but that's crazy. Well, I, you know, before we exit the show here and hop off, I'll tell you this. So I met John in 2005 and I hired John as a coach to help me through some things in 2005 for business. And like for for company wide mm-hmm. or individually, yeah, both. Okay. Yep. And John, we were going through some things. He was just on the Good Morning America show, and that's how I met him. And uh, I bought his book, and it was not the Energy Bus. It was the book before. One it was of about the fifteen energy. books. Yeah. It was. It was called like the Energy. I think it was. I'm gonna mess it up. I'm not even gonna try to do it. And at the end of the book, it has a cell phone number, and I'm like. <laughs> This can't be real. <laughs> then I was like, it's a 904 You can't do that anymore. I was like, this You can't do that anymore. This, this cat lives in Jacksonville. So I was like, beep, bop, 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 leave a voicemail. Two days later, calls me back. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually talking to John Gordon. Yeah. So we go do some coaching. We get to know each other. And, you know, weeks go on. He's, he said, hey, Q, can you do me a favor? And I, I mean, he told this story on the podcast because this is real. He goes, hey, I'm going to give you a manuscript. Will you read it? It's been turned down by 19 publishers. And I was like, sure. So he gave me, I have the original oh, manuscript of the it. energy bus. Well, dang, man. And so That's I read pretty it. cool. 
and I read it like an hour and a half, called him. I was like, dude, this thing's fire. Like, how is this not going anywhere? And he picked up a 20th publisher who ended up publishing it. And the reason it became an international bestseller is because it got picked up big time overseas. Yeah. And the concept of the yellow bus was a real thing over there overseas for one of the countries. And it just exploded. And then it made its way over to the U.S. And John has not looked back ever since. I'm kind of torn with that story. You know who the other, he only gave it's, that man, he gave that manuscript to two people. The other person was Jack Del Rio. Well, it's incredible. And now like anything I say from here on out, is just trash. Like throw in the trash can, it's a waste of time. So let's wrap no, it up. No, like, no, no. We wrap it up. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show as we always yep. do. Hey, what is your one more, one more thing you want to do in life, one more person you want to meet in life, one more goal? Dude, that's impossible to answer. I've thought about it all day long and I think I have it pinned down, right? I could talk about family, one more day with my kids, one more moment with my, for my, sure. my spouse, my parents who are still around, lost grandparents, like one more moment with them. But for me, I, I, it's like putting one more smile on someone else's face. I realize I love, love it. making people smile, right? Whether it's through humor, professionally, financially, whatever it is, I just like the second someone smiles back at me, talking about providing yeah. good energy, so to me, it's like, how do I, how do I put one more smile on someone else's yeah. face? We need more people like that in this That's world, it. man. And I will tell you, your, uh, your authenticity of being genuine does come out in your conversations. And I appreciate you being here today and sharing that authenticity and putting smiles on the faces in this room. Thanks for being on the show today, Eric. Good times. The hot sauce, Ross. <laughs> Thanks for being uh, on here. Right. Thanks for listening. If you guys yeah, like man. this podcast, please five-star review it. If you would, share it with your friends, family. We're on Amazon. We're on Spotify, Google, and, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. If you will, check out the uh, YouTube subscribe to our channel. Keep leaving those comments. We love them. It helps us with the next episodes. And then check us out on our socials at what's your one more that at what's your one more with the number one. Thanks again, Eric, for being All on right. the show. Good times. I got one more shot. I'm going to make it. One more chance. I'm going to take it. I meant it when I said it. Now it's time for me to do it. I got one life to live. So I put all into it. Yeah.